0: Oh, Alex.
1: My name! My name is Athrun Zala. I'm the son of Patrick Zala, a man who fanned the flames of a war that spiraled out of control and poisoned the whole world with his hatred. I believed what my father said. I fought in the war. I killed the enemy. I fought my best friend. And even when I realized how wrong it was, I couldn't stop him and I lost everything, and yet my father's words still
2: linger. Athrin, we must never repeat that tragedy again. Never, Athrin! Welcome to It's a Gundam, the Internet's best episode by episode Gundam Seed podcast that now has to watch Gundam Seed Destiny. My name is Jeremy. I'm Tyler.
0: What did we do to deserve this anyway, Jeremy?
2: You didn't say your name. That's what I was did. about
0: to do that. <laughs> My name is Zach, uh, and I'm still not sure what I've done to deserve this. This we... is the
2: long plan, Zach. You know exactly why we're doing this. It's for jokes at the end, <laughs> at the very end.
0: <laughs> right, right, th- right. As a preview, Tyler, I have a joke I have literally been sitting on. Since before we started recording this podcast about this podcast.
1: And we all know that this was a long co- Like, we all knew what we were getting into when we started this. Me this and was Jared the end knew goal. what we were
0: getting into.
2: My fear was people would want us to do Wing afterward, and they want us to do Double-O afterward, and I'm fine with that.
1: <laughs> or some people want us to do the Stray miniseries? Movie?
2: That's like three 20-minute episodes. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know, we'll get there when we I get there. I still
0: think it might be fun to make Tyler watch all of Cross because he hasn't done that. Oh, I had uh, an idea for what we could do
2: uh, between series this time. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. I know it's a funny idea. So we're going to watch episode 10 this week, A Father's Spell, and it doesn't have ghost Dad in it, and I can convince the original did, and he has been edited out of the HD version. But <laughs> I didn't watch
0: the original to check. I would buy that entirely. And
2: I have a sore throat, so I think we're just going to get into it, unless one of you has a topic you want to talk about. It's called a Father's Spell. What level is it? Pretty high level, as we'll see soon. Is it? I feel
1: like it's actually pretty low level, and Atherin just has a poor wisdom score.
2: I feel like it's like a mass hypnosis, and so like it's a really low low save, but he gets to cast it on everyone. It's one of those spells that's not really well balanced for a high level, because by the time you can cast it, the stuff you're fighting isn't going to be affected by
0: it.
1: That's true, but it seems really great for a politician. I feel like there aren't a lot of politician D&D characters, probably because they wouldn't be able to join the party and go out adventuring.
0: Well, you either have the politician character doing politician stuff, or the rest of the party doing adventuring stuff. They don't really overlap. Which what if could the campaign easily...
2: promises are related to dungeon rating and... What if he's going to stimulate the economy by getting all the gold out of the ground and spending it at the shops? I mean, shops? you could
0: do that, but then the character playing the politician needs to have all of his stats into charisma and whatnot, so he's going to be useless to the rest of the party in an actual dungeon encounter. So like he's a, a sword bard?
1: Sword? Okay, so hear me Fair out. Fair point. This is an idea, and I'm not sure if it's terrible or not. So, like, a lot of fantasy novels have, like, a bunch of independent actors who are off doing stuff. And a lot of them are actually based on D&D campaigns. And, like, the people who are off affecting the world who aren't the party are just, like, NPCs. Right? So, imagine a series of different lone-wolfed games that all interact with each other. Is this a terrible idea or a great idea?
0: I've heard people theorize or at least talk about their games where they have, like, they've got two different groups of people. But they're actually playing in the same like world being run by the same GM?
1: Yeah, so that their actions have ramifications to the other party. Yeah, but right? they don't
0: ever they never really meet up because getting like even getting four people on the same day is hard enough.
1: Well I'm just wondering about having a character whose entire thing is like political intrigue, and like they'll just occasionally run into other members of the party as they're wandering through their city that is their home territory. And I'm like, is this a viable way to run a game?
0: viable probably it's going to depend on the
2: dm i think you can make it work if you really want it i just don't want to do lone wolf play unless it's with my girlfriend and i'm currently single
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i I was actually thinking about running this game over like text or something
0: i mean i Um, can definitely see it that kind of thing works a lot better if you're doing like a play-by-post or something like that because then you don't have to worry about everybody schedules freeing up yeah this
1: is what this week's events were here's an update for everyone
0: well, even then, like, you could easily manage it. So, like, one person posts, like, I encountered your character doing X, and then that other person could come in and take over their character. Or if it, if it's only those two people, they just play it out in, like, a Discord ex- message exchange and then yeah. copy-paste it into a uh, into an actual post on there. I actually did that for a little bit.
2: The campaign management software I use, it's called Realmworks. It has a thing called Fog of the World. Basically, it's just a wiki editor. It's an internal wiki. But it sells player licenses, and then the DM can say, hey, this is what is available information to the players.
1: And then you can separate it out base or per player, basically. Yeah. Okay, that actually sounds like a pretty good idea. Oh, man. Oh, man. Running a wiki for your game is such a good idea. I oh, done... no.
0: We technically had one
2: for our uh, Shonen game. I mean, I that's now how I run my campaigns, because I use
0: this. Yeah, software,
1: man, I should just do that forever. That's such a good well, idea. Anyway.
0: And I've found that I like the the kind of like prepare the world beforehand thing.
1: I definitely like, like that. I I've,
0: really like having a couple of game, a couple of sessions before you actually start playing where everybody's like, here's what the world looks like. And they all work together to put it together.
1: I've tried to get my players the last couple games I've run to do that. And they're all like, no, I just want to like hop in. I'm like, you have no idea how much work it saves me if you help me make the world. <laughs> it's like, like the-
2: pulling teeth, but if you make them do it, they will. <laughs>
0: i like, like doing
2: it as a player
0: this actually. isn't about you like necessarily having something in the world that's how i'm presenting it to you it's specifically to save me
2: work <laughs> anyway episode 10 a father's spell an episode i've actually been looking forward to for a little while i thought the last episode was it and that's might be part of why i was so down on that episode i wasn't really sure why i was looking forward to it so much other than wanting <laughs> to talk about the savior which we did last week and mir but i actually really enjoyed watching it this time
1: I mean, we'll get there when we get to final thoughts. I I gave it kind of middling. I like Mir a lot, actually, uh, just based on this one episode. We'll see if that changes.
2: This is my third watch through of Destiny. I I haven't brought that up before because I have no idea how many times I've watched Seed. But I noticed a lot of stuff about this episode that I never noticed before.
1: In a good way?
2: Yeah, and we'll get to it. Okay.
0: This is only my second watch through of Destiny. I watched it the one time when (laughs) this is awful and never went and watched it again.
1: But now you get to do it with quasi-serious critical review.
2: So we're going to watch episode 10. You can watch with us on Crunchyroll, or it's all on YouTube right now, and it will probably still be when we release this, because we're not that far ahead. No, we're not anymore. Yeah, we're
1: not recording three years in advance anymore.
0: That feels really weird to not be that far ahead, like to, to have stuff that we recorded this year being out.
1: You know what's great is I left in almost all those times where you're like, we're never going to release this. I know you and I, did. Actually, I just put timestamps where Zach is talking about how we're not releasing the show that you're listening to right now.
2: So we begin with some last time on Gundam Seed. Kind of,
1: I actually really like how they do this last
2: time though.
0: It's a very kind of important reminder as to what exactly is going on. We see a bunch of reactions we didn't before.
2: Like, yeah. Shin and Ray actually get to kind of respond to this. And there's some Kira and Lacus hanging out on the balcony together.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was new footage. and I'm like, no, this is definitely... We didn't see this before, for sure. Like, actually, if every last time on could work this way, where other characters react to stuff...
0: Well, especially since none of the characters were in last week's episode. Yeah, there is... That, yeah, that way... Like, it gets the same information across, but it's not but also adds the same thing again.
1: I love, Lacus comes out to Kira as he's moping on the balcony, and she just says, Ki? Which is apparently supposed to be Kira. She just, she squeaks what? like a squirrel. That's
2: why their ship name is Karakasu.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's good.
2: It's very good. It doesn't translate in the English right.
1: It took me a moment to parse that, and then I realized it was amazing.
2: Hey, Tyler, do you want to do a... Uh... Catch people up on Gundam Seed. It's been 10 episodes. I have a sore throat, so I can't do it.
1: Am I just doing Destiny?
2: Yeah, let's just do Destiny.
1: Okay. It's the year. 20 XEX. It's actually probably 21 XEX. Anyway, there are, there are these plants. They're in space. They're, and they're like mostly genetically engineered people. And then there's everyone else on Earth who are mostly not genetically engineered people, I guess.
0: But mostly racists.
1: But mostly racists.
0: Yeah. At, at least
1: in Destiny, they're mostly racist. They weren't the first time. Yeah, but it,
0: it seems like seven out of ten people are racist in, in Destiny world.
1: You know, that last war had a lot of lasting ramifications. By the way, there was a war. Anyway, some terrorists are like, you know what? We need more war. This guy's dad said more war, so they did it. Oh, Also, this guy turns out to be one of the main characters, and his name is Alex Velociraptor. And he is a super good Gundam pilot.
2: He went to the Char Aznable School of Disguising Yourself. <laughs> At least in Char's case, though, he took off his mask. Now, to be unfair to Char, he did immediately paint his mobile suit red. And everybody's like, you're Char. And he's like, no,
0: I'm not sure, Shar. Whatever, Char. He is a Char. I think that's the only bit of, I think it's Zeta Gundam I've seen, is that one still.
1: Alex Atherin Rex instead just puts on sunglasses when You've he's almost in
0: certainly seen the image of Camille kicking
2: a dude after Char is like, no, mobile suits are great. You can just kick a dude. <laughs> I actually don't think I have. Oh, okay.
1: I don't think I have either, actually. And that I sounds mean, great.
0: I feel like I've seen a lot of Zeta or, and Double Zeta because I've played the Super Robot Wars games and those fuckers are everywhere.
2: But none of the series is actually there.
0: It's always after Zeta when Camille's getting I, out of his coma. I think in T... There's uh, a bit of double Zeta in there's T. There's a lot of double Zeta in T, but you're right. In, there's no, not really any Zeta. But it feels like it because Camille keeps showing up. And I'm like, leave me alone.
1: Anyway, you got like five separate people scheming. One of them wears a mask and he's got his cool cloaky ship, kind of. I think that's pretty much it. Wars begin. Take off every zig. What's relevant for this episode? Um,
2: Nukes. I- yeah, the racists just try to nuke the plants. Oh, but yeah. They had a neutron stampeder.
1: Which Which is is one of the coolest goddamn weapons. They had an
2: anti-nuke launcher.
1: It it basically just fries nukes, um, but because they had so many nukes, they all explode.
2: And I do really like, in the last time here, we get that from Kira's point of view. And it's those pretty pink nukes that we like so much from Gundam Seed.
1: Yeah, the fireworks nukes uh, that China made to celebrate in independence war. What I actually really like about this, so Kira and are on the balcony watching all the nukes explode in space. And they literally just look like fireworks. I did not realize the plants were so close to the planet. Like, they're right there. Yeah,
0: I get the feeling like that's changed. I mean, they, we haven't gotten an actual distance. But every other time we've seen the skyscape, you can't see the plants. I imagine they're at L2.
2: I'm basing that off other Gundam series. So the launch point too, if you're not.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, I, I got the impression. Yeah. LaGrange points, guys. They're a thing. Um, I actually assumed that they were past the moon based on people.
2: L2 is past the moon. Is so it? That's the Lagrange point on the opposite side of the moon. Oh, well, never mind then. I mean, that would make I have sense. had recent reason to look up Lagrange points. They yeah. just
0: look really close. Yeah,
2: here it looks like you can see the plants, although it might just be, I was going to say they might be lit by the nukes, but that's not how light works at all. They would be drowned out by the nukes. Quick
1: primer, Lagrange points are those weird points where due to quirks of gravity, you're basically in stable orbit at a thing without having to do anything.
0: Yeah, it's one of the entry points in Battletech for the jump ships. That's where you put colonies and Gundam.
1: It's also where you can put a bunch of rocks to drop them on the planet later. Oh, did Kira just have a flashback to Rao? Yeah, he did. <laughs> I did not see that on the first watch through. And then we get definitely Lacus hugging definitely not Athrun. I
0: like, think what... That's the real kicker to reinforce that that's not actually Lacus. Yeah. Is that did that change? Because I get the feeling that the stuff with Kira and Lacus wasn't in the original. Yeah, I think uh, it is new. Yeah, because I don't remember it either. Because but I remember. The, I wonder if you and I are misremembering that. I might be misremembering it, but I ha- I could have sworn they had it more trying to play up the mystery of whether or not this was actually Lacus. Yeah, and
2: obviously by the end of the episode, it's fully revealed. But I remember thinking, did Lacus go too without telling anybody?
1: I love that they animate mirrors slightly differently. Like yeah. she's similar, but
0: like her face is slightly different. I think it's just because, at least for me, it's because the Lacus was last shown in like shadow, and Mirror is in a very brightly lit area. I was just getting the feeling that Mirror is m- is more brightly colored, but I think it's purely because Lacus was in shadow. I think that is actually generally true.
1: She also makes different faces. Like her eyes, Lacus has softer eyes, for lack of a better term. Oh no, Mir always looks conniving, just barely.
0: Mir is so. one of the actual good ideas Destiny has. I feel like Destiny has a lot of good ideas, to be fair to it. I, it just, Mir is one of the few they follow okay. through on. So, Mir is one of the ideas that they execute on.
2: I will argue that Mir Campbell is the only character with an actual character arc in Gundam Seed Destiny. Um, you won't get any arguments out of me. I mean, I guess Neo Roanoke has one. I just wish he didn't. There is Sting. Sting Oakley has a character
0: arc, he has to. So then we get the opening. I really wish there was less focus on Kira in a lot of this. I mean, there hasn't been much yet. Well, I mean, I guess it's the opening there. They got Kira, Shin, and Athrin. And it's like, why is Kira in the foreground? He doesn't do anything. He will eventually, for better or worse. Yeah, he'll probably spend a lot of time whining about it first, but I know what comes up with that. So it's like, all right. And what you don't remember, he's
2: here. But Shin is always in the front. And this is a good time to talk about. I talk about how I feel like Shin's the main character of Destiny. But I just talked about how no character has a good character arc. And so I want to clarify when I'm saying that I'm talking about from the perspective of the writers.
0: I think when they first started, Shin was the guy that was supposed to be the main character. But like various other things happened in the production of the series, which made it end up taking that away. Because looking at it from that high standpoint, Shin and Atherin kind of have the mentor student relationship going into it. Shin's got the fancy new mobile suit, he's the rookie, he hasn't done anything, Atherin's got more of the veteran aspect to him, but it's just like, Shin's character falls off and at some point, didn't somebody didn't get the message, so Atherin seems like he's been the main character for the first, like, six episodes.
2: And they now retroactively claim, no, it was always supposed to be Atherin, and we're right now looking at that shot at the end of the opening, and one of those characters is in front of the other,
0: and right? it's not Atherin. Yeah, I'm pretty sure initially the intention was for it to be Shin, which would make a lot of sense, because they go into like his background, who he is, early on. Which would make a lot of sense as to what's going on.
1: I would actually not mind Atherin being the main or a main character. I mean, he currently is a main character. But it's not that,
0: um, bo- that doesn't bother me. It's just intention. Like Shin was Kira for this series, or initially yeah. should have been Kira for this series.
1: But so far, he's been kind of a side character.
0: And I bring that up for this episode, because
2: this is two episodes in a row. Shin does nothing. And this is the episode that, if you want to argue Atherin's the main character, like, throw this one down. Is Shin even in
1: this episode? Right
2: there at the
0: beginning. We (laughs) saw him. We saw him react to the war, yeah. Yeah, he had a voice line.
1: Okay, post-opening credits, is Shin in this episode? I don't believe so. I don't think so either.
0: Might have just been miscommunication. Somebody intended it was going to be Atherin. Somebody else thought it was going to be Shin. (laughs) <laughs> we're getting basically a summary of what happened based on perception of everybody else. There's Shin. Um, He's a static. He's not
2: even animated,
0: let alone given voice lines. But he, there he is. Yeah, so we were just getting a, uh, an update like Kigali looking at it, Maru and uh, Waltfeld, Shin and everybody else on the crew of the Minerva, just seeing what we just went through and saw as a recap, which I kind of wish we'd just had that as the recap. Along with the stuff with Kira, because they did have a bunch of recycled footage in that as well. It was about a 50-50 split. So,
2: Atherin is in the president's room, and was like, so we got nuked. And Atherin's like, that's not true,
0: that's impossible. was like, yep, I saw all the pretty pink lights.
1: Here, let me pull down my overhead Some- projector. <laughs>
0: Somehow, you, Atherin is the one person in the entire solar system who didn't already see all to this information. To be
1: fair, he was in a waiting room waiting to meet
0: Durandal. And so. then he
2: got attacked by his ex-fiancee, who he knows for a fact is hanging on Earth with his friend. And is his
0: friend's girlfriend? Yeah.
2: So the noose is like, uh, the Federation declared war and then immediately tried to nuke the plants. But the plants did a
0: defense. See, that's why you don't declare war if you're going to do something like that. You just do it.
2: To be fair, the plant forces were already there. I know. To intercept. So they're they probably al- going on the same.
0: They also made it
1: kind of a sneak attack because they're like, we're going to do war at this time. And then they did it earlier. So maybe a good idea. I don't know.
0: So the Earth forces have retreated to the moon. Well, it's also why you don't have every piece that's important to your plan be on the same side of whatever it is you're doing.
1: Which is, uh, hey. Spread it out. Hey, that's uh, <laughs> that's someone's plan. We'll get there. Certainly no one voiced by Char Aznable. And basically Durandal's like, hey, Atherin, this sucks. And Kigali's like, this sucks. And Shin's hey, like, this Shin's sucks. Shin's animated. <laughs> oh, we yeah, gotta... Shin is in this episode. He We're... punches a wall. There's
0: a lot of punching going on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're super punch bros. I feel like Kigali and uh, Shin need to get into a fist fight.
0: Kigali wouldn't fist fight. Kigali would just glomp. Well, she, she does just
1: punch a desk. She
0: yeah, but she hasn't ever actually punched somebody. Did you? Do you remember yeah. what happened when she tried to fist fight Afrin?
1: That's not true. She punched Kira in, like, episode 13 of
0: Seed. I think Kira punched her, actually. No, he slapped her. She was going to slap him. I'm
1: pretty sure she's punched someone. I don't know. I have to look this up. Continue.
0: So it basically flashed over to the Earth Forces, and they done fucked up. Like, they're beat up. Well, anyway, Dorendle's like, now I've got to decide if I want to
2: officially commit offensive forces because nukes have been shot at us, and everyone remembers Bloody Valentine. And we see a lot of the Zaft populace in their reaction. And I like that it's very mixed. There are a lot of people that are like, no, we can't go into another war after all the tragedy of the last one. And then a lot of people are like, no, they're nuking us. We have to go well, I now. Really,
0: one of the ones that I kind of liked was that One of the people asks, what was the council doing to let that happen? Because it is a a very human reaction. It is also out of place for basically any of that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I actually had that same thought. I'm like, you do realize you just got almost nuked. I don't what's the council going to do? Hey, nukes, could you not? Well,
2: they're going to put their neutron stampeder out and shoot them at the nukes.
1: That, yeah, I was going to say, that's actually a pretty good plan.
0: It's just that, like, why didn't they stop them from firing them in the first place? It's like, do you just not understand how politics works?
2: So like, so what are you going to do? What are the plants going to do in response?
0: Considering the fact that nukes are on the field because of the plants in the first place.
1: Okay, I was wrong. Kigali tries to punch Kira, but he catches her fist.
0: That's what we said. That's nope. what you said.
1: No, you said he slaps her.
0: Yeah, he stops her, for, he stops he her from... He said pun- she tries from to punch him and he slaps her.
1: Okay. Okay, I'll buy that. I don't recall that conversation. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't recall that conversation shaking down that way, it but was, the um, future will tell.
0: Yeah, it was after her, the one kid dies. But but the th- dude who had a name, but I can't remember it. Rock
1: Yeah, he he was like into her and she's like, I don't feel that way, but also it sucks that you died, man. Anyway, to philosophizing about how the populace would be like, they will want to attack and it's going to suck and I don't know what to do about that. And it, it juxtaposes that with people basically doing exactly what he predicts they're going to do.
0: Well, and it's flashing through, like, a lot of the stuff in Seed, where it was just, this was a horrible conflict, and it resulted in a lot of people dead on both sides. And when you really think about it, ZAFT can't really afford it. They don't have the manpower for it.
1: They really don't, and that's what got them through the last war mostly, is that they had superior weaponry, hey, but that's not they, necessarily the case.
0: They had an asteroid sponsored by Mercedes. Wha- what? <laughs> there was an asteroid that totally had the Mercedes symbol at the top of it. yeah When we get to double
2: O, the superpower is Trans Am.
0: One of those things that always makes me laugh in, like, uh, Battletech, GM is apparently still making battle mech engines.
2: So again, as Durandal's predicted, a whole bunch of people are basically yelling at each other on the streets, arguing whether they should go to war or not. But I do like that in contrast to the Earth, which is like, we're all racists, get them. And the plants, there is a very heated,
0: yelly discussion. Yeah, some people don't want to go to war. Other people are like, we have to go to war because they attacked us first.
1: But I really like that one of the people who is uh, shown as speaking out against it is this mother with her child. And she's like, my kid, I don't want my kid to die in a war, please. That'd be great.
0: My immediate headcanon is her husband died in the war. I I can get into that. I definitely get the feeling, or at least that's kind of how I've already thought of the same thing, is that a lot of people who are saying, well, no, we can't go to war are people who lost people in the war. So it's like, we don't want to go to war because more people will die. And Atherin is on their team because he's like, please reconsider Chairman.
1: I also if, have PTSD
2: without if, the sex. If we
0: go back firing at each other with anger and hatred, we'll do more self than he flashes back to trying to kill Kira. Yeah. Which is some nice flashback because it looked pretty. And, and he is, it's appropriate to what he's talking about. And he's
1: getting increasingly tense to the point where he's like starting to double over. Like he's having a serious breakdown right well, now. And
0: the Norendle is even like, Alec,
2: calm down. But then he... Passionately yells, No, I'm Atherin Zala.
1: And I know that because I had to deal with my father's shittiness. My father's wizard spell.
2: I am the son of that shitty wizard, Patrick Zala, <laughs> who made things worse. And I will really like this little close-up on the Rundle, who is mostly expressionless, But you can, like, see the smirk on him,
0: even though his lips haven't moved, his eyes haven't moved. This is all going to plan, is what he gets the feeling of.
1: I like to believe that Durendal didn't know when exactly Atherin would show up to do this, but he knew he would eventually.
0: Well, I mean, evidence will bear that out. He was ready.
2: Then he's like, yeah, I believed in my father. I thought killing people was the only way to do it. But then I realized I was wrong, and I lost everything. We got a shot of him seeing his dead father in space.
1: He's like, yet still, people are still under the control. Of his wizard spell.
0: And Atherin is clearly, like, enraged. And he's stuck in his own head. Like, we can't let that happen again to the point where Durandal has to yell at him to get him out of it.
1: Atherin's just having a PTSD flashback right there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's really well done. Yeah, Yeah. it is. And Durandal's like, yeah, I heard
2: what happened at Junia 7. I heard what they said. And he's like, Shin told me. And I like that. When?
0: <laughs> yeah. When exactly did Shin contact? <laughs> That's
1: you? a really good <laughs> so, point.
0: <laughs> why does Shin have direct contact with the person in charge of the whole nation? Like, it should be Ray, right? Because, or like, well, Gladys would make a lot more yeah. sense. I mean, Shin was the one who was
2: there and heard it, but like, I feel like he would tell Ray, and Ray would tell
0: Derundle. Or at the very least, Shin issue a report to Gladys because, you know, obviously yeah. he, she's his commanding officer, and then Gladys kick it up the chain. Was Derundle
1: on the Minerva while that mm. was happening?
0: No, no he they, left okay. before they attacked Junius Seven.
1: Okay. Was that no, coincidental no. or was that planned on his part? We'll no, get they, there, he, I guess. He
0: left before they started descending. He oh, was you're on right. on board the ship. But that would have been before Shin and
2: Atherin got in the conversation with yes. the terrorists. But you it, are correct. It so maybe just, Shin well, ran into
1: him in the point. hallway. I don't know.
0: Well, no, that he, was before Shin got back. From okay. Because sure. Shin and Atherin both went through the atmosphere before being recovered.
1: Maybe he's would, talking about a different Shin. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Maybe he's, he's talking about he's that talking
1: guy about, who works for me, Shin.
0: He's talking about his left Shin. Like, Shin, he's still important. Trust me. He told me.
1: <laughs> I was trying really hard to make that timeline work. does
0: kind of uh, give the impression along the lines of, remember, Shin is still a character in this.
2: And he's like, I'm sorry you had to go through that. And Nathan's like, no, it's a good thing that I find out that there are people like that in the world. Like, it would have been awful to be ignorant. I And was like, no, you, you're not responsible for what your father did. Like, I understand that I probably can't convince you that, and you'll probably have a negative opinion of him. But, like, there are a lot of people who just saw him as a leader, and he was legitimately trying to do everything he did for his people. At, le- he says, at least at least hey, I, I guarantee
0: he wasn't a sociopathic murder machine before, and Catherine's like, no, he wasn't like that before. And he's like, hey, at the core of
2: it, he had good intentions. He just got completely out of control. The road to hell is paved with good intentions.
1: And also lots of lots of corpses.
2: And he's like, and even what your father said, people who are repeating it aren't necessarily hearing the same thing that he was trying to say. Like because
1: if they're like, repeating what the even, words,
0: then they become their words.
1: What even is artist intent, man? Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although, To be fair, at the end his words were literally what the dudes were saying, which was murder all naturals, and they're like, murder all naturals is <laughs> like, that is literally what he was saying. There's no misinterpreting <laughs> that. Fair. He meant murder them with words. Murder them with kindness.
2: But I do really like this speech because I really like criticism about art. And we don't usually get that in stuff like Gundam. So I really like this analysis of like, they were just saying it because they couldn't
0: come up with their own words. So they like just... it was
1: something to attach to? Yeah. I mean, arguably, that's actually true.
0: And it's exactly what Atherin needs to hear.
1: I like at the end though: the criminals are the criminals. The Chairman Zola is the Chairman Zola,
0: <laughs> And the you is the you. <laughs> Regardless
2: of whose son the U are.
0: Then so we
1: cut to sexy laccus, kind of. It's intercut with sexy lacus. It's her feet. Some
2: people would say that's the sexiest part of sexy lacus.
1: <laughs> Some people, yes.
2: And Durendle's like, you are just one person, and like, it's amazing that you're here trying to do this for what you believe in, but remember that you can't do it alone. Then we get awkward dancing sexy, sexy laccus Again, the <laughs> hips. Some people would say that's the sexiest part of the sexy laccus. It's,
0: it's just weird that that's inter... Cut with this.
2: What's great is knowing
1: what she's about to do. Why is she like dancing up? And I feel like she's
0: psyching herself up.
1: As I said that, that was the explanation I came but, up with. So, and,
2: and she might be trying to get into character because yeah. she never knew Lacus. So.
1: So she's trying to imagine her channel her inner what she thinks a Lacus is?
0: Pretty much, yeah, I think.
1: Well it turns out though she needs to philosophy speech people, and that's actually how you channel Lacus.
0: She doesn't quite have the soliloquy down.
1: Do you, a rabid dog, think that you have what it takes?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had an image of like the climax of destiny not being some epic Gundam battle, but instead it's a rap battle between Mere and Lacus. Did you not
2: see me on the Discord talking about my now fan fiction idea for a world where Flay was made the Earth Alliance pop idol and then they both survived the war and now there's a fake Flay and a fake Lacus, <laughs> and Flay and Lacus have to team
0: up? to stop flaccus and flake <laughs> i did not see that yes i remember this and it's a great idea of those long conversations where like i stopped looking through it because i was working or something like that or watching tv or something then picked up my phone looked at it and was like you have 50 new messages in this channel well i'm not reading all of those because they're all like a paragraph long
1: while i was watching this episode i'm like man it would be so cool if flay was still around so that the two sides could pop idle at each other
2: isn't that a Macross thing yes but Macross doesn't really have sides because Macross is versus aliens. And it's more about the aliens are bred for only war. So, like, contact with culture and the idea of culture is, like, a weird experience
0: for them. So they, they, they fell out of a warp portal out of 40K.
2: Basically. All right and then they're like songs oh man fun living with girls this seems way better than war all the time (laughs) we should join you guys i want to be able to live with a girl that sounds rad
0: (laughs) i read somewhere that i guess funimation actually has the robotech license now interesting there is a bit post time skip where one of
2: the aliens and one of the humans obviously get together and they have a baby and they go to an enemy ship that is like outside of the forces that attacked earth and she basically just holds up her baby and is like, this is the result of our culture and our procreation. Look upon it and despair. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I just had that thought. I, I saw that apparently Funimation acquired the Robotech license so that in theory might bring start bringing Macross but given Harmony Gold, I don't, I wouldn't hold my breath. So basically. Miss-
2: Meanwhile, in Gundam Seed, Durandal's like, I'm delighted that you came here, Ather, and That's why I gave you a post war meeting. Then we get a shot of fake Lacus's bouncing breast. Again, some people would call that the sexiest part. We're slowly of the moving fake up Lacus. And also, that sheer dress, I don't know how that works. I don't understand. I guess it's probably the lights shining through it.
1: Probably. I mean, she is incredibly front lit. Honestly, all concepts of that outfit make sense, except why someone would ever have designed it. Because they <laughs>
2: needed sexy Lacus just There are so many.
1: I, what is this outfit it's so dumb i hate it so much
2: i mean i didn't like it the first time because i don't like the dress it's based off of but i like i said when i realized it's a sexy Lacus like Klein halloween costume it <laughs> falls right into place <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean that is a much better way of thinking of it
2: so the uh... so, rundle gets kind of cryptic he's like yeah think of all the people who feel like you will be the ones to save the world and atherne's like um what
1: you talking about now my hopes and dreams are on the young people today.
2: Like, yes, that's what it seems like he's talking about. I think he's specifically talking about Atherne and Lachis, though. Yeah, when he's talking probably. And, like, the idea that, like, they were a political dynasty before. It is known that they rebelled and helped end the war.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, too, is it public knowledge that Lachis basically started a rebellion? Uh, yeah,
2: because they were yeah, talking they about were, it.
0: They were hunting her down. Like, yeah, if Remember Mama want- Isaac being like,
2: don't listen to her dirty
0: words yeah. of peace. They were, like, wanted posters of Lachis.
2: And, you know, she was broadcasting publicly to all soldiers. Hey, take a chill pill, guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: We cut to a protesting crowd, and man. That
0: these handwriting are, font? Yeah, <laughs> yeah these those are, are, are an- bad
1: signs. Well, those are Kill natural. Like,
0: also, you can tell that they really uh, saved the budget on this one. Nobody's got a face.
1: So, like, there are a lot of people who are angry and protesting. There's one old man just, like, sitting here in the bottom right corner of the screen. He's just the like
0: the dude in the uh, in the brown coat there. Yeah, he's he's
1: just chilling. He's like uh,
0: this is the line for the grocery store, right?
1: <laughs> there's that one person in the uh pink overshirt with like the yellow undershirt who's just like, "Hey, man, why are we here?" "Hey, that seems a little like drastic maybe." But then as people start developing faces, we see that most people are angry and want war.
0: They zoom in on a shot of a woman holding a baby, and I'm pretty sure that's supposed to indicate that she's not on board with the rest of the mob. I
1: think that's actually the same person who was uh, speaking out earlier. I think you're
2: probably right. So then Ahara appears on all the TVs, and there's a lacus Klein who uses her catchphrase, It's me, I'm Lacus Klein. Which <laughs> Hi, I'm Lackus!
0: Lackus Klein! Which,
2: to be fair, is how she would introduce herself when she would do, hey, take a chill pill speeches. That is true. And then we get the eye catch and see, look at that bust. It's a me, a Jeremy. Thanks for listening to 10 whole episodes of Gundam Seed Destiny. We're one fifth of the way through it, and then we can end our nightmare. Still not too bad yet, though, actually. We have some cool stuff coming up shortly. We got a giant crab robot. So if you've never watched Destiny before, you have that to look forward to. www.lastpodcast.com is our website. You can check out our Discord there. If you would like to talk to us, that is by far the easiest way. We have a pretty good community there talking about mecha stuff and lots of other anime. www.patreon.com slash lastpodcast is our Patreon page. If you would like to contribute to help keep the show running, we have a bunch of early episodes up there. I say a bunch, we're only up through episode 13 of Destiny up there. But we also have some bonus episodes. We have one coming out later this week that... Um, is definitely a thing, and that's all I'll say about that, as well as What's a Gundam, our Gundam Wing spinoff podcast, is going to be released monthly on Patreon. That will still be in the free feed. We'll will be using that as filler if for whatever reason. We can't get an episode of Destiny out in a week, but since we are still three ahead and we have a few more to go, that's going to be a couple of weeks, so it will be monthly on Patreon if you're interested in that. That's pretty much everything for today, so thank you very much for listening, and I'll let you get back to it. Bye. I still don't think it's quite as
1: ridiculous as mirrors.
2: It's just that, like I said, her shirt is molded to her boobs. So anyway, she's like, hey, everybody calm down.
1: And everyone's like, lack is motherfucking Klein.
2: She's been
0: in hiding since she did a rebellion. Mir still looks a little too, like, not earnestly determined, just, like, determined, determined. Like, she's literally playing a part. There was a shot of, like, this woman who's in probably her, like, front room or something watching Mir do these. And she just got her head in her hand like, yeah, and uh
2: what are the scores? <laughs> I really like all the acting Mir is doing yep. and how much animation they put into her face. Like, it's not how Lacus would do it at all. But at the same time, it's one of those things where you believe people would buy it, especially when she hasn't appeared for two years. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely will. It's how a Lacus
1: cosplayer imagines Lacus, because that's what she
2: is. I said, She's like, I want want to urge everyone to calm down. And Atherin turns to Darundel, like, What the fuck? And then Darundel has a full on smirk, like, (laughs) Yeah, bro. It's not so much a (laughs) Lacus
0: cosplayer as it is Lacus body double.
2: Yeah. They activated my trap card. What do you think of my cool (laughs) (laughs) Lacus? I got one at Walmart. (laughs) And I like that like, oh, you're, like, in on it. And I also like that he's like, right now the Supreme Council's doing everything they can, so you should definitely trust the government.
1: Because they're going to try to not war. War would be bad, okay? Look at my hips.
2: <laughs> to but, be fair, you can't see them in this shot. Uh, you
1: can a little bit, because they were awkwardly exposed on screen because of this stupid leotard.
2: So Durandal's like, hey, go ahead and laugh if you wish, but I I'm sure you can tell right she's
0: not real.
1: Yeah, he just says, I'm sure you can tell. And I love that because he doesn't actually explicitly admit it ever. And then we flash back to Atherin getting hugged by, quotes, Lachis.
2: And uh, as this is going on, lacus is singing a new song. Or is singing a new lacus Klein song.
1: And Durandal's like, yeah, I did to someone who uh, people liked more than me, um, because, hey, look at me. I do I mean, have luscious locks, but I'm no Lacus Klein.
0: Well, her ability to mess with the heads of the masses is impossibly strong.
1: Well, that's because she can sing good. It makes her sad.
0: Well, My she sang so good ship. she became a battleship captain. That's not wrong. Sorry, recently having watched at least the first couple of episodes of uh, Martian successor Nautisko, I can't help but think the table they come up with of what what the captain's job is is literally just to be a figurehead and look cute.
1: So she starts seeing and everyone's like, well, I guess if is says so, uh, let's not war. Never mind.
0: For a long time she was talking about, you know, don't go to war and all that, and the, and the chairman's a psychotic bastard. If she's backing him now, she was a trusted figure before, so she's still a trusted figure with these people, so, like, it makes sense that they would believe what she's saying.
2: Yeah, and I really like one of them's like, yeah, I heard her speak at Joaquin Dewey during the last war, and... I, I trust her.
0: Useless windmill is useless. Or uh, wind turbine.
2: I think that's on a green screen or a yeah, set.
1: She's definitely on a green screen because she was walking out in front of a bunch of lights. And that's she's true. been variously next to some hills and windmills. She was on, on the a, coast at one point. Yeah, on the coast.
0: So,
2: And so was like, yeah, I need her strength the same way I need your strengths. And Atherin's like, what? He's like, would you mind coming with me? I have something cool to show you. You want some candy?
0: Follow me.
1: So I was wondering how the heck Atherin managed to swing a private audience with the chairman after a nuclear attack was launched.
0: Um, He was already, like, on the schedule, and, again, the chairman knows... saw him in the hall, yeah. and was like, oh, yeah! And Derundel knows Atherin is not Alex Dina. He's not some random orb scrub, so, like, it makes sense that it's more Derundel's. like, I want to talk to him.
1: It's just weird to me that he's like, oh, Atherin, that guy particularly is a vital part of my plan, and I'm not going to go take the day off after being nuked. I'm going to talk with Atherin Zalon.
2: Of course
0: not. This is the perfect time to try and manipulate Atherin into your side. So I talked about how I really like this
2: episode this time, and that's because I noticed from this scene forward, this is 100% the scene where lacus gives Kira the freedom. I was making fun of that George Lucas quote last week's episode about how it's like poetry, at rhymes, because that's a dumb quote, and George Lucas said a dumb thing, and it was about Phantom Menace, which is a bad movie. But I've also always genuinely appreciated that quote, and I understand what he's trying to get at.
1: I actually like that quote. I know people make fun of him for it, but I like it. It's symmetric. Yeah,
2: exactly, and that's what's going on here. This is the same shot, like, Kira's in the elevator. Um, Atherin's where Kira was, and Lacus is where... Durendal's where Lacus was, as they go up in the elevator. There's, like, a restricted area door. It's the same salute as
0: they float through the hallway. I'm I'm pretty sure Atherin is just not allowed to sit on... Uh... Elevators, it must be a character negative he'd got because he's never sat on an elevator in either series.
2: There's even the same like shot reverse shot when they're floating, like looking at each other, although it's a lot less flirty. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't
1: tell if Durandal was looking out of the corner of his eyes at yeah, Atherin or looking
0: straight ahead.
2: And he gives the same wave. There's the same key card lock. It might be the same shot. Uh, does not shot.
0: return the sol- return the exact no. Absolute. That's
2: true. And it's the same like catwalk and the lights come on at the same moment.
0: I it's can like... definitely see where you're coming from, but it's a lot less dramatic.
2: Well, yes. But, like, it was impressive to me because I'd never realized it before. And even his words are almost the same. So this is the savior that he's showing him.
1: Yeah, and you said, you know, we get this nice reveal of the suit. I can't tell what the heck this thing's deal is yet.
2: No, in contrast to the freedom, because it's not nearly as good a design as the freedom. But Uh, it's the same, like, the lights are off and then they come on, shot. This one just kind of looks like it's a Gundam.
1: Yep, it's a Gundam that is currently just sitting there.
2: And then he's like, hey, so if I said I wanted to entrust this machine to you, what would you do with it? And Atherin's like, ah. Uh. Take it down to Earth and give it to my girlfriend. And he's like, would I be jo- joining Zaft? Like, what do you mean? He's like, it's exactly what I said. I want you to have this.
0: It's along the same lines as what Lacus told Kira, Th- but it was a lot more um, direct in that you have a goal. I yeah. want to give you something to let you accomplish that. And but- then
1: Durandal gets down on his knees and says, Atherin Zala, will you be my unmarked mercenary? <laughs>
0: He's not being paid enough
2: for that. In contrast, he's like, well, on paper, yes, you would be coming back to Zaft, but I don't intend to put you in a command structure. My feelings are what Myalakis said, and I do like that he calls her Myalakis.
1: And the subtitles actually put it in quotes, which is great.
2: Yeah. He's like, but like, this is a complicated world where like politics happen and there's business interests and stuff. And I want someone like you who like has a moral compass to have power, which again is a very similar
0: thing to Lachis Klein's intention.
1: So, I have a hard time telling whether he actually wants that or he wants that because it's going to make it easier for him to accomplish something else. I have later.
0: suspicions, and I think I might be attributing things, later things, to Durundal in some of these cases, but I'm actually not sure here what the yep. original intent was.
2: I feel like there are three possibilities. Me limiting it like this might kind of hint at what happens. A, Durundal is being 100% honest, and he wants Athern as a check and balance, even if it moves against Durundle. Two, he's being 90% honest. He wants Atherin as a check and balance, but fully believes that Atherin
0: will be on his side. Or number three, he's completely manipulating him. And I I Um, feel like it's
1: probably the last one. I'm
0: not sure. I'm not honestly not sure. And it's entirely related to things other down the line. I'm already on record as being bad at seeing twists and turns coming, but. He's like, war's coming. Like, we can't just sit here and wait to be destroyed.
1: He's basically like, I can't go to
0: war publicly. That's bad.
1: But I can send you out to do stuff.
0: Well, that is partly what you hire mercenaries for. Yeah, exactly.
1: Atherin's going to be his unmarked mercenary. He'll be technically working for Zaft with one of their sweet new mobile suits.
0: All right, Atherin. Now, if you're going to be a mercenary, you got to make sure you get that signature on the contract and make sure you get a nice big bonus.
2: But he's like, yeah, I trust you, but you'll need power. Uh, It's just the way it is. So this is power. Like,
0: you know, I just had a sudden realization. Where did Which the mercenary is- from the uh, Gundam Seed get the training to pilot an astray? Because presumably he wouldn't have been a coordinator. Which mercenary? The mercenary that helps them invade. And he is could- a coordinator. He is supposed to be a coordinator? Yeah, the-
2: I swear this has come up, maybe not on the podcast, but there is a chapter in that manga where it's like, editor's note, coordinators have
0: a telepathy. And I almost wrote in my book, no, they don't. <laughs> but
2: yeah, he is a coordinator.
0: Okay, I was I feel like he never gets an actual name in the series. So I wasn't sure, like, when did he learn to pilot a mobile suit?
1: So I was actually going to hop back a bit to what Durandal just said about, like, you can change the world. Unfortunately, right now, you're going to need power to do that. That's basically the much more direct, as Zach said earlier, equivalent of Lacus saying, take this sword. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) I was looking forward to this episode and didn't know why, but how much this parallels that scene,
0: I actually really, really like. Well, I mean, it makes sense that Durandal's more direct than Lacus was, because Durandal's not a performer. He's a politician.
1: I just like that he's... Almost, I guess... It's like
0: he studied the footage.
1: Yeah, it's like semantic per semantic. It's verbatim, even if he's not saying it the same way.
2: But then he's like, I don't expect you to make this decision right away, which is, of course, a luxury Kira did not have. Catherine actually gets to decide, whereas Lacus kind of pushed Kira on board. But then to that, he's like, but consider what you can do and what you wish to do, which is like almost a Lacus Klein line. This is more playing at Astron's frustration. Like, And we see him going into the Zaku in flashback and having to like basically beg for one for power. And here he's saying, hey, I know what you want to do. You've told me, but you can't do anything. This is the chance for you to make a difference. Yeah. Cut to the fancy hotel where we're just going to use her name because we have Amir Campbell's hanging out
0: like she's waiting for him.
1: I mean, she is, I think. It's right?
0: easiest for us to just use her name because... We are about to get it anyway.
1: So she runs over, breaks cover, and calls Athrin. as She's done that twice now while everyone else is calling him Alex.
0: Well, I, I don't think she realizes that's the case because like she's not actually
1: she hasn't been briefed
2: and she recognized him on site as a sure thing right whereas like luna mario was like i think maybe yeah. and that's after she heard his name uh, th- so, that's
1: like, probably because Mira's a huge lack yeah, of fangirl she's exactly. like i, I want to bone saw- that Athrin. <laughs> Well, and, <laughs> That's and exactly what, we, what
0: happened and from what we know of um, Durundle, he's probably briefed her significantly on everything along those lines. I'm That's one of the reasons I think why I think they actually do present that That's one of the reasons why she's so good at imitating laccus
1: So really quick we've got this like profile shot of Mir talking to Atherin. I'm trying to figure out what about her face makes her not look like Lacus because that's not Lacus's face.
2: Yeah. But I'm not sure what's different. Okay, Honestly, so one my... very huge difference is their hair accessory is different. Well, yeah.
0: That's always um. been my assumption as to why it makes her look slightly different, is because it ma- the way it frames her face is different.
2: And also, she looks like Lacus did at the start of Gundam Seed, And I talked about how she goes through this minor character design revision about the time she finds Kira and nurses him back to health. Okay. She looks like the pre... I don't want to say time skip, but the earlier version of Lacus's character.
1: I I feel like it's her nose and her chin are very slightly different.
2: That's true, too. I mean, it's very good character design because you could see a silhouette of them both and you could tell.
1: Yeah, I'm just like I'm having a hard time quantifying what it is. Because they're
2: so close. It's really good. And especially the English voice actor also does an amazing job doing the two of them. The Japanese one I like as well, but not speaking Japanese, I can't. uh, It's
0: harder to tell. Yeah.
2: So, anyway, Atherin's like, uh, yeah, you. And she's like, Muir Campbell. And then she winks to it, but call me Lacus when we're not alone. And she gives him a sexy wink. And he's like, ugh. I do not need this shit right now. And then she's like, yes, you do. And drags him off. Let's go have a date bite. And he's like, you do realize that that's not a thing. And she's like, you're Lacus's fiance, right? He's like, um, no,
0: <laughs> I actually you do realize it's, it's not the case anymore.
2: Our, facebook still existed it's literally when they made it's complicated it was for my relationship with lacus klein although like
0: did they ever really i don't know know if they ever announced that no they no they did because patrick zala said you're no needless to say you're no longer engaged but i don't know if they ever actually announced that to everybody else which is why she still thinks that's the case because Honestly, they never announced it, and never. I mean, there was a war, anyway. and,
1: and then Lacus went into hiding, and, and we
2: never see Atherin and Lacus talk about it, which I find kind of weird. But
1: that's because they just have an unspoken agreement that she's wanting to bone Kira now. Yeah. She's not boning Kira now, as we all know. Well, it's, but
0: <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like they both kind of accept that it's over, so they don't really need to talk about it. They're still friends, obviously, yeah. but like they both accept like we're with other people. And we and talked about before like that there was never any chemistry. To
1: yeah, I was gonna say they were always very cool, even when they were together. I guess their relationship was cool. Not like they're both cool people. Don't get me wrong.
2: And they're still clearly <laughs> they're still clearly friends. They just don't have any romantic chemistry. So she's like, "Hey, Athrun, do you like the meat or the fish?" And he's like, "I like the brooding and staring out the anime <laughs> protagonist window." I'll have an angst and beet salad. <laughs> I do like that. candle candlelit dinner where they're all alone, and she's like super into it, and Athrun's just like, "I do not know what's going on." And he's now, flashing has got back more to of the...
0: a nose or. He's flashing back yeah, her to Lackus, face. basically lecturing him.
1: Her face is just softer all around than Mir's. Yeah. Like, I feel like Mir's chin is...
0: It's sharp, harder. right? Harder? Yeah. Her face is
2: also a little smaller, which I think, while Lackus' looks softer, but then she's like, hey, did you see me on the TV today? Was I good?
1: And she's like, really looking for confirmation
2: here. Yeah. Well, she and, is
0: clearly uh, very big Lackus fangirl. I think she's just very clearly
2: lacking self-confidence. Like, well, she yeah. needs someone to...
0: Well, that and, like, saying, was I like her? I always got the feeling from the beginning that she she is Lachis fangirl to begin with. This is like her dream come true uh, next to actually meeting Lachis.
2: And she's like, or, or was I not even close?
1: And the horror feels sad for her.
0: And Aphmau's <laughs> like, oh, no, no, you, you were good. I'm, I'm good at the lies and the helping. <laughs> I'm not as bad as Kira is, but uh, I can at least make the words sound right.
1: He's like, "Yeah, you look like her. <laughs>
0: You're almost identical." <laughs> to be fair, it does sound like he's being kind of genuine there.
2: Yeah. And she's just elated when she hears that. Like she's hugging her menu and squirming in happiness.
1: And She was like, "Coming from Lacus's fiance, I'm so happy that I managed to fool everyone."
0: Well, again, like okay. being having the opportunity to perform as Lacus and do and like imitate her. Lacus is clearly her idol.
1: So, she gets all elated, and she's, like, bouncing around, and Atherin goes back to moping. The haro, in English, <laughs> says, You understand! I understand! Thank you very much! I'm like, what? <laughs> Does anyone know what's going on here? <laughs> I'm so confused.
0: Well, they... the haros are there to confuse you, Tyler. Specifically you.
1: <laughs> no, that's fair. I just...
0: It was programmed for
2: maximum annoyance, because that was all they knew about haros. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Athen's like, here, let me tune that for you. It's not quite annoying enough. I'm so confused. What, like, it doesn't even mean anything in context. I'm so confused.
2: It's a metaphorical about how their feelings are getting across to each other. I don't think it is. <laughs> but then she's like, just like Zach said, I was the biggest fan of Lacus. I listened to her songs, I tried to sing them. People told me that I sounded like her, and I was super flattered. And then one day, the president called me and was like, I have need of your skills. What do you know about minotaurs?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I heard you're a great Elvis, I mean, Lacus impersonator. I've seen your karaoke
2: vids. And then he's like, yeah, Durandal said he needed a strength for the sake of the plant. And then Ather
0: Ather is like, like, that must just be Durandal's (laughs) go-to.
2: No, I like he like remembers his smirk. He's like he's not your strength. He needs it's Lackus's. and Which was like, like kind of harsh, but it it's is. true. And
0: you see, like it sink into our well, face. Well, and it's clearly like Athrun realizes that's kind of Derundel's go to move to manipulate people into doing what he wants.
2: Yeah, and we'll get to that. I kind of really like a moment that's about to happen. And but then she's like, "Well, that's good enough for me."
1: Yeah, which I actually really like. She's just like, "I just want to like be useful to someone."
2: Like she's such a fan. She's like, "Lacus needs to exist." And, like, if I have to be the Batman, I will be.
1: <laughs> I'll be the hero these plants need.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, she's also kind of down on herself. It's like, no one needs me specifically, but I can fill in for Lacus. I can do that. People yeah. need her.
2: Yeah, if I can help on the behalf of the chairman and on the behalf of Lacus, then that's the world to me. And also, I got to meet you, and you're hot. Anyway, tell me about Lacus. Like, <laughs> what is she like? What are her mannerisms?
0: <laughs> What's she like? Well, she's... uh Trying to bone my best friend. How's she likes that going really well? sad boys.
1: <laughs> Have you considered becoming a sad boy? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Does that mean that Shin's on the list or Shin angry? Shin's angry. Okay. Shin is angry. He's not sad. He's angry.
0: Wrong emotion. See, what is she good at? Six burns me. on me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and giving my best friend giant robots. Mostly literal, occasionally metaphorical. And then he flashbacks to the philosophizing about names that the did on the ship
1: which i actually really like because now we're actually meeting an impersonator yeah and it it goes back and forth between him being mistaken for his or his uh cover identity and him being recognized as his real self
0: (laughs) sorry it goes back to the shot where they're talking to him in like the ready room or the rec room on the minerva and (laughs) mayren is hiding behind ray and it's adorable
2: i really like that he starts with like Dorendal dissing his fake name while giving someone else a fake name, but yep. then Atherne kind of gets away from that, and the conclusion he comes to is maybe not the one he should, but I really like that we get to follow the chain of thought and see where he gets there. And I like the last one is uh, Yuna being like, oh, thanks, Alex. Thanks for bringing me this Kigali, yoink. Not the very last one, because
1: the very last one is... Uh...
2: Uh, is Shin being like, what do you even do there?
1: Yeah, which is a question, to be fair, I think we asked, like, what exactly is Athern doing I mean, More other, than Kira. I mean, uh, I was going to say, other than and Kigali. and He slams his wine down. And he's like, "Mir, get me my lawnsword. I'm going hunting.
2: He decides that the thing I should do is take Durandal up on the offer.
0: Which and, is exactly what Durandal drive wants. His, drive his fancy new mobile suit.
2: Even though, like I said, he doesn't express the like, hypocrisy of Durandal being like, hey, you don't have a fake name, while well, he's sending a Lackus client.
1: So we zoom out on Ather making this decision. Speaking of decisions, did he decide on meat or fish?
2: I'm pretty sure that's fish. It I think like it's fish? Meat. Okay.
0: It might be a small portion of meat that's pretty rare, but I mean, I I that might, is fish. I'm not very, you know, well-versed in fine dining. Why the fuck do you need four forks?
1: Well, one's your stabbing fork, one's your salad fork, one's your eye-gouging fork, and one's your meat fork.
0: Okay, so apparently Mir was, had used up all the other ones because she only had one fork?
2: Yeah. Uh, he just took them from her so he could be king of the forks. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, fork you. So that does it for episode 10, Spell of the Father. Like I said, it's an episode I really like.
1: I, th- I think it's a father's spell. It
2: is. What did I say?
1: Spell of the Father.
2: So we have high points. So, Tyler, you have a high point for this episode?
1: Uh, high points for me. Oh man. Uh, there are actually a lot of things I like in this. Um, I think it's actually Mir's acknowledgement of her own essential futility, except as a Lachis impersonator. Because that honestly does a ton to characterize her in the not very long she's on screen this episode. As herself, I guess, she's on screen as lacus a fair amount.
0: Zach? I think I will have to go with, I mean, it's at the very end of the episode, but going through the mental processes for Atherin to make up his mind that he's going to take the savior.
2: For me, it's that almost shot-for-shot shot recreation of Lachis giving Atherin the Gundam. I you knew that was going to
0: be Jeremy's, so that's why I didn't want to take it. No, because I, like I
2: said, I did not notice it the first two times I watched, but this time I was like, "Oh crap!" I
1: also really like uh, Atherin's thought process thing because, like, it's a good use of clips. I feel,
2: and it also tells us about the Rundle while not letting Atherin necessarily get to that conclusion yet. Yeah. Low point, Tyler.
1: I am tempted to just say that one horror outburst, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, you can. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not actually going to do that. There are certain points in Derundle's speech that just feel like he's like word salading at Atherin, and like that logically doesn't follow there.
2: <laughs> there are. There's a lot of that in Gundam Seed. Lacus is guilty of it. Jabril is the worst. I kind of think Derundle's the best. I even like his what about a fake name speech earlier that we made a lot of fun of.
1: That one was a little too uh, teenage preachy. This one was better, I think, because it was mostly just like talking as opposed to philosophizing. But there were still a couple of things where I'm like, that was a non sequitur. Didn't really make any sense. Okay. That that was my thing. What's your thing, Zach?
0: This is the second episode in a row where we really haven't gotten any Shin or anything out of the Minerva. You took mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had to happen. Because like, Shin is this new character along with Luna Mario, Ray uh Gladys. Gladys Arthur that no one cares about. And the, and the crew of the Minerva, which is kind of neat. But because we haven't seen them in a couple of episodes, it kind of feels like the series is... Forgetting about them? ...starting to fray and lose track of what it's doing.
2: Even though Hero seems like a real strong refocusing after last episode. If not for the last episode, I think one completely devoted to Athrin would be fine. But it should come after one completely devoted to Shin.
0: I don't think we've actually gotten an episode entirely devoted to Shin yet. No, I would not say we have. He's always been playing second fiddle or at least attached to Atherin.
2: So I guess mine's going to be, when did Shin tell Durandal about this? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah,
1: yeah, that is a continuity error, I think.
0: I mean, depending on how you decide to go about it, possible Shin gave a report directly to Durandal in between there, because we knew. do you know that Shin had some downtime, but it is weird.
1: Yeah, it seems weird to give a report to the chairman yeah. and not just your ship captain.
0: I'm giving that as an explanation, it's possible, but it really does feel like I'm reaching because it's more logical, at least in my head, that he just gives the report to Gladys or Arthur or whatever, and they give it to Durandal.
1: Alternatively, Durandal just really likes to be a hands-on leader, so he just has Skype sessions with everyone.
0: Well, we Uh, know he
2: can do that with Gladys. All right, let's put something on the list. Do we want to put a Zaku or an Impulse? Because I want to save the Abyss until we see it transform,
1: which isn't for a while. Uh, Let's do another Zaku, because I think we did an Impulse last episode, right?
2: Oh, we did the Chaos last episode.
1: Close enough. That's a Zaku. (laughs) So let's do another Zaku.
2: Okay. Do we want to do the Zaku Gunner that Luna Maria and the Arca? Arca have, or the Zaku Phantom that Ray has? That's very, very close to a Zaku. We could do both probably, because Ray's is very close to a standard Zaku. Really the only difference is that it has a second shield on the other shoulder. Do we think that's better or worse than not a second shield on the other shoulder? Do we like symmetry more than asymmetry?
0: I actually prefer the asymmetrical look of the standard Zaku if
2: I'm I
1: honest. do too, actually.
0: Okay, right below the Zaku
2: Warrior, we have the launcher strike. Do we just want to put them together, or do we want to put it below the launcher strike? I'd put it
0: below the launcher strike.
2: That's honestly my instinct, too. And below that, we have the high-mobility Jin 2, which are the samurai ones that the terrorists use. Which, and I actually want to put it below that, too.
0: Yeah,
1: I actually really like those, too.
2: But then we have the original high maneuverability gin, and that's kind of where I want to put it. What do you guys think? No, I would agree with that.
1: I was actually going to put it below the high maneuverability gin just because I like it a lot, but it, it's definitely getting to the territory where I'm kind of iffy.
2: Okie dokie, and then I think we need to scroll up for the Zaku Gunner, given our previous feelings on big guns. I like big guns, and I and, cannot lie. Yeah,
1: thank you, thank you.
2: Better than the launcher strike, right? Yes. Better than the regular zaku warrior? Yes, better than
0: Izak's Gatling gun zaku. I have to draw the line there. I really like his uh, close combat weapon in addition to his. Gl- in, yeah, in
2: because,
1: his because it's got Gatling like cannons. the glaive. Right? Really, yeah. Yeah. I was
2: gonna say above that. You guys are gonna stop it here, though. I would, Tyler. It's your choice.
1: Yeah, this is tough for me. I I, I don't know. I think I have to side with Zach because I really liked Izak's suit.
0: I really like that glaive.
1: It's just not a weapon that sees enough use. I think.
0: Yeah, and that's part of it. It's a unique weapon. The Gatling guns are really cool. All righty.
2: So we just pushed the sword strike out of the top ten. And now one, two, three, four of the top ten are Zaku. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Hey, well, Z- the, Z- the Zaku in Destiny is very really good. cool. Yes.
1: It's got so many pointless spikes, I love it.
2: I'm not complaining, I'm just bringing it up. Well, how, one and two aren't going to change. How many
1: of the top ten in our Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed Destiny list are not from either of those two shows? I'm pretty just sure one. only one of them. Oh, really? Just the one?
2: Just is the it? Vilcus is in okay. the top ten.
0: Because we didn't rank the Gurren out of um, Code Geass, and we, in the, uh, did we do the Luxor or the Bradyon? We did the Luxor. Um, it's not a Luxon, not Luxor. Um, that's a casino I know I, I think I said Luxor too the Luxor um, like neither of those are really honestly I like the uh, the Gurren a lot more than the one we did rank but the Gurren didn't make an appearance in the episode we watched so like if we'd done the Gurren I would've tried to argue it a lot higher than where we put the hell oh, yeah. I don't even remember what that one's called
1: yeah that that thing was Dwayne. it the Gwyn. <laughs> is it the suit that uh... Colin drives the Gwyn.
0: no the the Gwyn is the big black yeah like, two seater
1: it's the one that he steals, yes. right? Okay, I can't remember Lelouch. There we go. I was like, I can't remember the main character of if, Goddamn if Code Geass.
0: Ranked either the Lancelot or the Gurren Mark II, I would have had to argue them for a little bit higher because both of those are, I think, much better designs.
2: I
1: actually, well, yes, than the Guine for sure. Um, it
0: also I, depends on which version of the
2: Gurren we get because there are like ten of them. I'm actually not a huge fan of the Lancelot. It's, Me either. Like, it's kind of generic. I think it would do okay on this list. It would be top half. Maybe but I don't the Lancelot Mar-
0: Lance with the wings, but that's because I like the wings in Code Geass. Yeah, that's
1: what the Gurren I'm a huge fan of. I like stupid claws on my mobile suits, and it's asymmetric oh, stupid the, claws.
0: The Gurren is bitching. I love the Gurren. It's one of my favorites. So that will do it for this week.
2: Join us next week when we will be watching episode 11, The Chosen Path. Until then, we have to keep watching. It is our destiny.